0: Welcome to After Hours. We'll call this the Post Bears Game After Hours. What a a game! What a game! Comments left to the experts. Uh, Guest, who's a frequent guest on the show, is my friend Chris Green, who is a uh, a great jazz man. How do you feel about the title of being jazz man? I mean, does that?
1: Uh, I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, I you know like, like I always say on the show, I was I was the kid who. Grew up listening to nothing but Prince and Michael Jackson, and jazz was just some old man music. And then one day, when I'm 16 years old, it hits me. So now, you know, I I wear that badge with, with honor and pride. Uh, good,
0: yeah, you know. Now, talk again, Chris, because I found it always fascinating. What, what was the uh, catalyst for that change in in your musical taste?
1: Uh, well, so f- sixteen years old, you know, listening to the pop of the day, MC, yeah. MC Hammer, Public Enemy, all that stuff, and then you know, I'm in jazz band. I'm playing, you know, saxophone. It's a hobby. It's always a good time, fun. You know, you get to, you know, you get to cut class for rehearsals and re- assemblies. You know, so so I'm sticking to way
0: to cut class. You know, nice so,
1: I'm, so I'm sticking it. with it. And then my band directors always like you need to listen to this stuff because this is important, this is your instrument. I'm like, ah, whatever, this that stuff sucks and then Did he's you like, say, Wait, there's this Clarence Clemens guy. Right, I, I, right, he, Clarence Clemens or whatever. I was like, eh, <laughs> you know, Bruce Stringstrom is all right, but yeah, you know, that jazz stuff. And then he's like, All right, go home and listen to uh, Coltrane's My Favorite Things Tonight, and I'm like, fine, whatever. And I listened to it, and, and I'm like...
0: literally changed
1: your life. I'm like, this stuff is amazing. I'm like, wow, thank you, thank you. And so, yeah, and pretty much from there, it's like, who did this Coltrane play with? We played with Miles Davis. And then you... You just
0: go on through Miles Davis yeah. and Eric Dolphy and that whole... Yeah, just, and that whole that whole crowd. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me ask you, I read an interesting piece in uh, the New York Times this morning about Jan Wenner, who used to run... Uh, who who invented Rolling Stone magazine? Okay, and he said in there he, he, a very interesting thing. The author was talking to him about uh, contemporary music, and he said rock and roll is gone. Rock and roll is done, and he said rock and roll is going to wind up like jazz. And I thought that's really kind of unfair because there are so. I think, yeah, so many talented jazz absolutely people. I, this, you and your you
1: and your quartet among them. Yeah, this time's this town's time overrun with them. I mean, maybe he means that's a. I have to read the article because yeah. it's a pretty interesting interesting statement. I think recently it was some R and B star. Oh, who was it? Somebody was like R and B is dead. So it's like you you it's easy to it's easy to say that you know if you're if you're talking purely on like mtv or, or mass media or whatever yeah. but if you're talking about like the little rooms that i play or or just the, the general community at large like we're all you know we're thankfully there's things seem to be back up and running with the scene thankfully well
0: so. now i mean you've had and i know you've been on the show during the whole pandemic yes. when things for your career and your music have been basically shut down yes uh yes you're now sort of out of your shell you and the guys yeah. aren't
1: you yeah thankfully it's we're kind of making up for lost time ah. i mean we have got the new album out and that's getting some good reviews and, and it's kind of it, it interestingly enough like it, the, way, the way the uh the, as we talked about before i mean part of the album was recorded before the shutdown uh one of the songs was recorded after so it, it kind of captures a if you will a snapshot of You know our life before, during, and after the the uh, shutdown. I've
0: had a few performers on in the last few months, and I'm curious. Was curious uh, for them to answer the question. I'm going to ask you: How did this two year sort of? You're sort of locked away for two years. Mm -hmm. You're certainly all playing, maybe with each other, but also by yourselves.
1: Right? How has it changed
0: philosophically your music?
1: That's a good question. So. One of the things about me is that I'm 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 always I've 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 got a list of things to do. I've always got like the things I always joke with my mother in law. Like these are the things I need to do to for complete world domination. I put (laughs) I put them on my on my on my iPhone thing. Like I need to do this. Need to make that move. Need to practice this. Whatever. And then so you and then there's a list there's a list I have a playlist of of solos that I need to learn you know just to, for my own edu- education just sure. to get get my lang- my uh, language and com- my command of my instrument better and so it, and it it's it, it gets longer and longer As I hear a solo I'm like oh, I I need to learn that one day and so you're like man if I only had the time to really work on this stuff I would I'd be incredible and then <laughs> and then you have the time then I have the time and so what I was what I spent a lot of time doing was just learning solos you know or, orally just you know learning them just once I would I would pick one person to focus on and learn about five solos to them and then five solos from somebody else and so what I found is when I get back I'm I'm starting not so much to play like my heroes, but I'm able to think like them.
0: And you can also feel their influence.
1: Then yes, too. I can feel their influence, and I can also kind of take apart. I've I've gotten a lot better, like hearing a person I'm, like, immediately zeroing in on like who their influences are.
0: So this period for you has been a period of of
1: growth. Th- thankfully yes, i mean my my experience was obviously lucky, you know more fortunate than a lot of people sure. but uh but yeah it was, it, i you know thankfully my my wife was in a position where she could work at home, I was helping my son with his zoom school stuff, but when i wasn 't helping him with stuff and tending the family stuff, I could retreat in my studio and work on stuff, and you know with the hope that hey, hopefully one day I'll be able to put this stuff back into practice, uh but yeah, I mean, a lot of the time was just spent like you know, working on stuff, working on stuff that I've needed to work on for years. That's you know. great, Chris. I'm you so know. glad to
0: hear that. We'll continue on after a short break with uh, with Chris Green, uh, saxophonist extraordinary. You can go to chrisgreen with an e-jazz.com to get a ton of information, to buy some CDs, see what's coming up. We'll talk about some upcoming concerts, and we'll talk about the growth of your, of your compatriots. Yes. And you've got to tell, as I make you do every time you're on, how this group came together because yes. i'm fascinated by that yes, so stay true. tuned and we'll be back welcome back i'm in conversation with uh chris green a jazz man chris green with an ejazz.com dot com is a place to get more information now your three compatriots uh in the chris green quartet remind me you don't have to remind me remind the your loyal listeners out there how this how this group came together
1: well uh the good thing about Chicago is everybody sort of knows everybody. Uh, so I've known I've known Mark, my bass player, Mark Piani. I've known him the longest. And I've been making music with him the longest. And how so,
0: long is the longest?
1: Mid ninety uh, five, something wow. like that. Nineteen ninety five. We were in this wacky band together called Dag Nabbit, um, and it was it was <laughs> wacky name. And too. we were we were so was, the um, the leader was the he was the engineer at the Beat Kitchen. And pretty much, it's a good thing he worked there because we were really too weird to play anywhere else. Uh, but it was it was a great man. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Just a lot of antics and sort of jazz based, but sort of punk based, and just a lot of a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I remember having a lot of fun. So Mark was the guy when I met him. I was like, okay, if I ever just put a Acoustic band together, he's the man, and so Dave,
0: what was it about him that told you he was the man? I mean, you had a, a um, sort of similar well, philosophy of music,
1: similar some similar, similar philosophies, but you know we contrast in some ways, and we you know we have healthy yeah. debates about music, but at the same time, like he, like me, he like my my idols growing up were Prince, Michael Jackson, and right. and, 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 and and a lot of hip hoppers growing up. His idols were like you know uh, he was a bit he's a big Zappa fan like I'll talk your ear off at a party about Prince all day he'll talk your ear off about Frank Zappa all day that's 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 his guy so the fact that he's bringing that kind of stuff aesthetic sure, into music sure, into what sure. we do is is, is important uh, so Damien my piano player uh, we were we've been in a band together we we've worked together the longest in in my, my band I had a band which was kind of the flip side of the quartet, more funky oriented with some jazz underpinnings called new perspective and so he was my last keyboard player in that band and then when we made the shift to play acoustic stuff with the quartet he was like the first guy and so with uh steve corley our drummer uh we had another drummer fantastic guy but we we were ready to kind of make a change and really wanted to like kick things in the high gear and there were, I was writing stuff that I knew everybody would have to really work on I didn't just want, want to just play standards sure you sure, know we sure. play standards but I wanted to do things in, in an interesting <laughs> unique way and I knew uh, Steve was always our first call sub and one day he comes in and just pl- plays the gig nails everything like just completely kills it and so he leaves I pay him his money he leaves and then me and Mark and Damien are standing at the venue for like two hours afterwards like that was the greatest gig we've ever played. Like, wow. why? You just knew. Yeah, we we need to have that. And what happened tonight needs to happen all the time.
0: And how long ago was that? You guys have been together as as a quartet for some time. Yeah, now, the, right?
1: the band's been together since twenty two thousand five. Wow. Steve joined in twenty eleven. Wow. So, so that's so pretty much it's it's been Steve and as me, I know and I've, I've met, met
0: these guys and yeah. they're lovely, wonderful people. Yeah. Not only great musicians. Mm-hmm. What did they? How did the pandemic treat them? is it the same way in which you challenge yourself
1: yeah well pretty much Well, steve like for instance uh thank well we we joke that we we all are married to uh gainfully employed we have gainfully employed <laughs> wives
0: so we, <laughs> that is the key for anybody who wants
1: to so, be a jazz man so we, we we joked about that but uh fortunately like both mark mark and damien are both private instructors so they they taught a lot mark taught a lot of bass lessons and and um studio lessons uh on, on via zoom mm-hmm. and i think he teaches guitar too and then damien does piano lessons so he was giving his piano lessons over zoom and everything and steve actually is um he works for us uh, the school district so i mean even though there's a pandemic going on he's, he's still he's yeah. pretty much on call so he just has to mask up and do what he needs to do so let me ask you i've, I've talked to some musicians who think that there is some
0: kind of uh, a viable future in remote zooming concerts i i don't like to think so as a consumer a uh, zoom doesn't do it for me at all there's no yeah. it lacks the kind of it lacks the physical intimacy of of seeing a show
1: the physical intimacy there's there's always there's a delay you know, even when you're you're having conversations on zoom there's always that little bit of a delay you yeah, know agreed i mean i I, part- I mean i participated in a few like zoom recording sessions like where i would record my i would uh, somebody would send me like a skeleton of a track or or a click track or something, and I would put my part on it, and then somebody would sync all the parts together, and it would be on one big screen. Yeah, and those were really cool. I mean, those are really cool. Those are cool to look at. It was a great thing to see during the pandemic, like people still making music and pushing forward. But it, it for what we do as a quartet, it just it. I mean, it wouldn't. Well, but work. it's
0: also Chris. What seems to be missing from those kinds of things when it's for remote artists performing? Yeah. Is the interplay
1: that one can see uh, on a stage absolutely? As we're making eye contact, we're looking at each other. Um, um, what what I what I play has will directly influence what the other guys are doing, exactly. and vice versa. And yeah. and it's really hard to do. And people have during the pandemic were like, or during the shutdown, were like, "Hey, you guys should do something." And I'm like, "eh, it's just it's just not going <laughs> to work for what we do." If we were if we were a rock band or a pop band or a hip hop band. That kind of thing would, would probably work. Everybody can kind of put the cut and paste their tracks, but the very thing that makes what we do interesting is the fact that we're we're having a conversation in real time. So
0: when you guys got back together a little before, but this July, mm-hmm. not not that many months ago. You performed over three or four nights at the Jazz yes. Showcase. Yes. Yep. Four nights. Yep. What was that like? Was it? I mean, maybe you'd been together before, but this yep. was really a big coming out party.
1: Yeah. You know, the the, the showcase is, is really it's a it's it's some it's a it's a special thing. It's a really yeah. special room. Yeah. And what what I what what we kind of we kind of did some kind of inform. I did. I don't know how this happened, but I found myself every night kind of doing some informal polling, like, "Hey, where's everybody from?" And so if some people. Movie. Hey, I'm from the south side. Hey, I'm from the north side. Hey, I'm from Milwaukee. Yeah. Hey, we're from we're in town from Cleveland. Hey, we're in town from Finland. Hey, that's we're in town from Australia. Wait, see, that's one know. of the
0: things about the right. showcase. The showcase does attract mm-hmm. still because of the reputation of the showcase. It attracts an international. crowd. It really crowd. does. And, and I mean, it's a very local crowd, but you all, you will find in that crowd on any given night yeah. people from around the
1: world. Yep. I would say like a third third of our audience were like our our fans. Sure. A third were like people out and about uh, for a night for night on the town like let's go see some let's go see who's playing at the showcase sure the third other third were like people from those people from out of town i've heard of this place you know this world-renowned showcase let's go see some quote-unquote chicago jazz
0: see that's one of the great things about a place like the showcase is for most people especially out-of-towners out-of-countryers uh it doesn't matter who's playing. They know they're going to get right. a certain. It's like you know the old
1: days of the blues clubs. Right. right exactly.
0: They know they're going to get something that represents
1: very much Chicago so. jazz. Right. Like you go to Buddy Guy's, you're going to see some top notch blues. Yep. You go to you go to Showcase or you go to. Uh, you go to Andy's, Andy's. You're, you know, you're going to see some top notch. This if you go to Space and Evanson, you're going to see some top. You could see anything. You how
0: know? was how? Let me ask you. How was the crowd? Because I would think many in the crowd. This might have been one of the first times they were back in a club.
1: Uh, really appreciative. Really, yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, energetic, appreciative. Uh, you know, like I, they, you know, I joked they they clapped in all the right spots, but they were. They were, they were, but they were really, really, really fun. And I, I always try to take, like, it's funny, like, once you, uh, jazz is, it, you know, has this reputation of being stuffy and i try to i try to i I try to fight that so i'm trying to like joke joke with the crowd and you know show them that we're having fun and well
0: you're not miles Davis; you're not turning your back on the crowd to play you know but
1: they see us having fun and consequently they're they're like okay those guys are enjoying themselves and maybe i should yeah okay that's
0: that's what i think is the the key to live music mm-hmm. is that collective energy that's shared between audience absolutely. and performers, and I think it it energizes and empowers the performers.
1: Yes, you yes. find that too. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, if we're if uh, yeah, I mean, if 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 they're having a good time, uh, of then we're we're enjoying ourselves, you know, and consequently, or in, inversely, if they see us having a good time they're going to be like, oh, wow, this you know, they, they look like they're having a great time, you know. So it ends up working. I will for you,
0: uh, ladies and gentlemen. Chris is going to be here all the way until a quarter to six. Uh, we'll play. Krista Flores, the great engineer, has a CD, and we'll play a little something after you listen to the news. And we'll also talk about, uh, we just talked about his previous jazz showcase. So she'll be at City Winery, uh it's coming Monday.
1: Uh, Monday the 19th. Yep, yep, yep. yep.
0: Uh, and we'll talk about that. Yes. We'll talk about that, because I, I also want to talk about the difference in various venues okay. that takes place, too. Okay. You, you must kind of, before... You must talk to the guys and say, <laughs> forgive my, my caveman uh, attitude about it. You must go, what do you think we should play at this right. <laughs> place? I mean, it basically must be something like right. like that. So you will hear uh, Chris during the news. We'll uh, interrupt the news to ask Chris to play something, and you'll hear it when we come back after the news. So please stay tuned on this rainy, soggy Monday. Chris was Chris Green was just saying this flew by when it flew by because you were an hour early when you got That's here, true, which I is was. fantastic. I'm to to so much. Uh, I, I do want you to hear. Uh, Chris will be playing with his quartet at uh, City Winery next week, and though they may not be playing this exact song, I want you to hear. Uh, some of what Chris does with his guys. Uh, What are we going to hear? Chris,
1: play it. This is a song called (laughs) Divers, written by our bassist, Mark Piani. All I can tell you is you you compare what you hear, and the story behind it is he wrote it. uh, He was biking through Door County, and he basically was uh, stopped to get some ice cream, and he noticed that uh that there was a family frolicking frolicking in the water and enjoying themselves and splashing around and enjoying themselves and so that inspired this song which may sound really different from what i just described but <laughs>
0: i'm sure it will Where's gl- the ice cream part r- of this right. song Where's the ice cream part? Let's hear a few minutes of this, Krista. Thank you.
1: You do? Will you do
0: at the? Describe the show that's coming up at City Winery. What are you going to do?
1: Well, uh, one of the great things about releasing albums independently is that you can have as many uh, album release parties as you want. And so this will be the this will be my fourth. Uh, so I'll just keep I'll just keep I'll just keep looking at. It. But no, we put out the album in uh, in May, and and just we're just really excited behind it. So yeah, um, but. at... To, to your question, so we're playing at the City Winery on the 19th. Um, the, so like, we were talking about the showcase where like a third of the audience is there to see us and then right. the, the other two are like right. Right. Out, out for a night. The cool thing about a city winery or space is like everybody's there to see you. So it's a completely different energy. Like everyone's there to see your your thing. Uh, so we're, we're just going to like go, kind of go in, in the in, – we're playing with the showcase. We kind of have to make sure that – you know, we've given people a little bit of traditional jazz to sure. kind of, like, hook them in, and then we can do our thing. But if it's you, a bigger
0: umbrella. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, people yeah. Who,
1: if you're coming to see us, you know we're capable of playing anything at any time, so that's that's kind of what we're catering to, the people who are coming to see us.
0: What's the future hold for you? I, I don't want to, you know, take you out eight years or something, but what what's the future hold? I mean, you can't, you've you come back with a bang, yeah. I think, a real bang, showcase,
1: and winery, and a new CD what's next um more recording um uh, hmm. kind of, hopefully i like to do we'd like to do some like scoring for like independent films that's kind of like on our radar I'd, I've done some writing for like some theater productions around town so I'd, I'd like to kind of do that get kind of get in the discipline of like writing you know I'm I, i'm right i'm writing for myself and writing for my bandmates or i'm arranging I'm horns for like other projects or recording sessions Fantastic. for other people so now it's just like i'd like to try the discipline of try like writing for something other than my one of my projects so well that's
0: part of the what you did during the pandemic you started to challenge yourself right. more, and i think that's that's a holdover from the pandemic you right know, you did that to sort of challenge yourself with
1: new right creative roads exactly so now it's just you know it's like I've, I've read it with the whole thing I was talking about, like learning all these solos, it's made me a better musician. Now it's like, now it's getting in, into things that are hopefully going to make me a better, stronger writer and writer, writing for other mediums. And, and that maybe kind of even thing.
0: make you more money. That too. Uh, Yeah, there's that no too. money in jazz. My wife
1: would like gentleman. that. There's right. no money
0: in, well, she has a job, though. That's yes, true. And you've got an 11, 11 year old boy, what's he, what's he play?
1: Uh, he actually plays really good at piano and really good at drums. Uh, and I'm trying not what's to. What's he listen to? Uh,
0: beside you,
1: well, he uh, fortunately, he, if if I've got something on the in the car, he he likes it. Like mom is in when well, she dri- she's in charge of the top forty when she drives them around. <laughs> I'm in charge of the I'm in charge of the old school jazz and seventies funk and R and B and stuff. So. He can so he he's he's well versed in everybody from like Lizzo to you know Parliament Funkadelic and everybody in between. So <laughs>
0: that's a big in between, Chris Green. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. It's always a pleasure to listen to you and uh, knock them dead next week. At, thank you, sir. Uh, thank you. Thank City you. Thank and Thank you. Say hi to the boys, farm. I certainly will. All I right. will.